biggest trend that we see Nika right now is the increase in wattages across the board, especially in residential. They're going to have to evolve because they just rapidly increase. The reason that when you and I, Paul, got in the game was because they had the highest efficiency and homeowners care about that. They care about if they can pack more watts on the rooftop. That is a really important piece of the supply chain. And that's really what the distributor wants to do, right? They want to provide the entire solution to that installer. Hey, welcome back, Solar Warrior, to another Tactical Tuesday. These are conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice to build your solar business and career and grow with us here on Suncast. Trust me, if you love the Thursday episodes, Thoughtful Insights with Industry Leaders, you're going to also dig these Tuesday episodes where we get into the who, what, when, where, how, the tools of the trade, if you will, and dig a little deeper. Today's expert guide is going to help us unpack a common topic that is the evolution of solar panels, in particular for residential solar in this case. If you haven't noticed, there's a new kid on the block. N-Type Topcon modules are becoming ever more popular. It's a trend, as you might expect, that you need to know more about. So I've enlisted the help of our friends over at Trina Solar, as well as Pivel, to give us the skinny on this and other things you need to be looking out for and why you can't afford to ignore it. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us again and level up your game. Remember, you can always find these resources and learn more about our guests and recommendations over at mysuncast.com, clicking through on the show notes tab. We even have the transcripts. While you're at it, please subscribe to the show so you will not miss out on our twice-weekly content just like this. If you have an opportunity to go check out some of these episodes on YouTube, if that's the way that you like to learn, but let's get down to business. Tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, with another practical, tactical conversation here on Suncast. Today's Tactical Tuesday is going to dig into a topic that I've been really curious about. So I've, I've inscribed the help of my friends at Trina Solar because they're one of the top manufacturers in the world and they often have products in the market before others do. And I have special access to that group of folks. So I thought that it would be helpful to bring in some of their experts to help educate me and you can learn along in the process. You may be curious if you are in the residential sector of the United States, uh, solar photovoltaic market, or frankly, resi around the world. Uh, what's next? What's trending? What should I be thinking about, especially if I'm procuring solar panels and I want to optimize for rest of 23 and going into 24, best in class, leading technology. Uh, you probably have heard a topic of Topcon N-type. Well, as you know, PERC or passive emitted rear contact technology has been virtually ubiquitous in solar panel manufacturing. A quite different process is expected to emerge as the top contender, and that's called Topcon. We're going to talk a little bit about that today and why from my friend Paul Heidish. Paul has over 15 years of experience in the renewable energy field and was recently promoted to director of sales and head of distribution for Trina Solar here in North America. He has a proven track record in sales, business development, and management, dating all the way back to working in companies that you might recognize like Enerworks and EIQ. Lots of credibility and tremendous back, uh, sort of backstory on understanding how technology comes to market. So I invite you to join in and listen along as Paul and I discuss what's trending right now for residential installers and why it matters 
to you. Paul, welcome to Suncast. Thank you, Nico. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. Awesome to see you, man. So, uh, you know, how residential installers solve problems and save money is at the uh, at top of mind for a lot of the distributors that serve them. And uh, those distributors rely on top manufacturers like Trina to provide them with uh, access to the newest technology. Uh, let's start from the from the outset on kind of what you see as the trends that these installers in the United States are looking towards. What do you consider to be the biggest trend right now in residential solar and why? Yeah, I think the biggest trend we see, Nico, right now is the increase in wattages across the board, especially in residential. Everybody wants 400 watt and higher. Just a year ago, the wattages were, you know, with 60 and 66 cell, we're in, you know, the mid 350s. And uh, especially with inverters, solar edge, end phase, they, they had a, a solution for that. But Wattages uh, change rapidly. Technology changes rapidly within the solar business. So right now, everybody seems to want to ha- have those 400 yeah. watts. That's kind of where that that end type comes in. So they're all factored in. They're all they're all designed in, right? So and then we can go into you know aesthetics and things like that and size of the module. But that's that's probably the biggest one I see. It's super interesting too because if you contrast that with CNI and utility scale, you see larger and larger formats, right? You got 72 cell modules that are in the 600 watt range. Yeah, for OSHA reasons alone, you don't want to be lugging those things up on homeowners' roofs. <laughs> so yeah, we're seeing that increase in power class across the board from utility and CNI. You know, you mentioned you know 72 cell modules being in the 600 class utility. I mean, we're going to see. Our modules with N-Type, um, it's already going into 650 and higher. Our 84-cell commercial, uh, what we launched last year, which was you know roughly 500 watts, our new N-Type coming out right now is already bringing it up to 570, 590 watts. So that's become obsolete um, pretty, pretty quickly. So uh, where we're going to be in a year, who knows? Um, but it just seems like the power classes uh, where... Ideally, the residential guys would like to see consistency up around the power classes. Um, they're going to have to evolve uh, because they just rapidly increase. You know, I've also noticed that there is a gravity towards reputation and brand relevance. Uh, increasingly, uh, we just saw, for example, the PVEL scorecard come out, and there's more than 20 now uh, sort of qualified, PKP qualified vendors. How have you seen the trend work itself out in your customers? You, you know, most of the customers that you have are through distribution. I think uh, the the broad majority, if not all of them, and it seems like there's this, you know, there's this flight towards uh, higher wattages and smaller footprint. But the other trend is around the non-module asset, if you will, and that is the the ability to know that your product is coming from a reliable vendor. Can you talk a bit about those two trends and how they're impacting the resi market? It's big on the residential side, and it's also big, um, I think, geographically, uh, where these guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one brand name product, they they, they understand the bankability, um, they understand um, branding, the, the name recognition, and that's a big factor for them. What I have seen in the last year is a lot of what we would call tier one B or even tier two guys coming into the market. Anybody who's listening to this podcast understands the pricing decreases and the oversupply of modules currently in the market. So it's a, you have to differentiate, you know, what products are most bankable, getting the products on time, availability, 
that is a big key in our in our market. Um, these residential installers are planning uh, months, if not years out, um, you know, of, of how they're going to design their systems, and they want to have a consistent level of availability for those those modules. So whether it's um, whatever brand they're looking at, um, I think uh, that's the distributor they're going to go to. But uh, you know, name recognition is is a is a big factor in that bankability. But there's been a lot of confusion in the market. You know, it's also having worked with a lot of residential installers uh, through the years and having been one back in the beginning of my career, I know how, I know the importance of working in distribution and in large part, working with a distributor to procure product is about a solution more than just a specific product that you want to buy, like a specific solar module. Do you see that installers are continue to, or increasingly having more of solution minded purchasing habits? I do. You know, they're looking at these distributors to provide them the balance of systems, whether that's racking, wiring, inverter, especially, but definitely they, they are looking for a, a whole solution. And that's really what the distributor wants to do, right? You, you They want to provide the entire solution to that installer. Um, so I'm definitely seeing it more. It's definitely more of a trend rather than piecemealing it um, and buying, you know, one component from this distributor, one component from another. It makes it a lot easier for these resi installers or for any installer for that matter to provide a whole solution um, and have a one-stop shop more more or less right we talked about the need for higher wattage smaller footprint Uh, that seems always to be the holy grail especially for residential and uh, in the outset i articulated the migration that we see that over the last probably year and a half has felt like uh just sort of looking out over the horizon like the glimmer of a light of the sunrise on a new technology called TopCon. And it feels like it's now imminently available in the market. What impact do you see the N-type TopCon technology will have on the residential solar market specifically? Well, it'll, it'll definitely uh, increase the power classes that these clients are seeing. And it's really just starting to hit the market. We're one of the uh, first ones to enter the market with our, our new N-type. Matter of fact, one of our clients in California just received our first container that we got out last last week. So we're definitely seeing that trend of, of N-type increasing the wattages, uh, also increasing the efficiency of the module. You know, we're topping out at just over 22% efficiency in our testing and sometimes even higher. But um, the, the overall efficiency of, of that N-type um, is going to make it more cost effective um, for, for these uh, installers. Um, the other thing with N-type um, that you'll hear is is no light-induced degradation, no LID. That makes a bigger factor as as time goes on, mm-hmm. right? Your return on investment is is going to increase with that that decrease in degradation. So that's a big that's a big factor. But it's it's also makes it a little more, you know, you keep to have the smaller footprint. You can keep increasing that power, and I think the technology is going to, you know, pave the way for us to get higher and higher wattages on a smaller footprint. To get a sense of the technical side of this conversation, Paul and I most often are facing the commercial aspects. I thought I'd bring in an expert from Trina's team, Mr. Lucas Mora, to give us some insight into the key differences between what many of you are familiar with, P-type, and this new N-type. And exactly why N-type, from a technological perspective, is an important driver in the residential market moving forward. The N-type cells are dopamine to the phosphorus and the P-type it is dopamine to boron. 
So this process eliminates the oxygen packets, which translate into more efficient cells. The main benefit of the intact topical modules, it is the overall performance comparing to the PPERC. It's up to 3% in some cases. Uh, some of the other benefits, it is the lower temperature coefficient, which is the ability of the module to produce power under higher temperature. Uh, it's much better than comparing to the uh, PPERC technology. Also, the warranty, uh, it has a, a much smoother or lower uh, degradation of 0.4% yearly comparing to 0.5% yearly and also the 1% on the first year comparing to the 2% of the first year on the paper. Paul, I want to come back to you now and see if you could enunciate, therefore, with this new technology, you know, what, what would I expect as some of the key benefits in my sales or operations because I moved to a Topcon-type module? With these modules, it also creates a BOS savings for installers as far as getting a, a better ROI return. Less modules on the roof with more power, right? So your, your design uh, capabilities mm -hmm. expand that way. You know, it's a win-win for installers and homeowners, you know, with that M-type because uh, it's accelerating the, the Resi Solar adoption. Yeah, specifically because we're able to offer a, a system in, you know, what we find in the Resi market is that a lot of, and no surprise to anyone listening, a lot of the homes can't quite meet their power needs if uh, if they have reduced roof footprint but as we increase the efficiency of these panels the uh, and topcon certainly does that then we are able to pack more power <laughs> on the rooftop right um i mentioned perk at the outset the theoretical limit for perk for those who aren't familiar uh is 24 percent. now most of you have been installing perk for the last three four years back in 21 and through 22 Lungi and Jinko made announcements um, that were recently overshadowed by Trina's announcement of hitting 25.5% efficiency with the, with the 210 cell uh, Topcon, and, uh, which is one of the reasons, why, frankly, why I'd prefer to have the Trina team talk about it. And you guys are currently uh, at the, in my view, the top of the stack of maximum efficiency. And that's what a lot of folks in the residential space look at. Yes, can I, is it affordable? But the reason that when you and I, Paul, got in the game, SunPower was such a dominant player was because they had the highest efficiency and homeowners care about that. They care about if they can pack more watts on the rooftop. You know, so installers are naturally migrating as we've enunciated to these N-type modules. How can they separate fact from fiction? How do they decide what factors are really important when they're trying to decide who to buy from? Well, I think, uh, again, we can go back to bankability, right? Who are they buying from? Whether they're buying from distributors, they're going to buy from distributors that they feel comfortable with, that they can trust. And the distributors are selling various modules. So um, what's the benefit of, you know, why these distributors are selling these modules? Um, a lot of it has to do with consistent availability that Trina provides. Um, we always say if you give us a, a purchase order, you're, you're getting your modules and we expect you to take them. There's not a lot of... Uh, moving around. So that consistency uh, with knowing they're going to get their modules, I think uh, is key. And the distributors, I would say, you know, send that message out because they're only going to work with the manufacturers that they rely on. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing. Aesthetics is a big thing with our new end type. Um, we now have a, a black back sheet. A, a lot of 
the panels that have come out since everybody converted to a bifacial, uh, which again isn't a dual glass; it's just a bifacial sheet. So you you're, you're, you can still put a bifacial on a rooftop, but there's been a lot of um, transparent back sheets, which still look good, but aesthetics are a big factor in the residential market more so than in the commercial or utility market, right? Uh, so these new modules, they look good. They look mm-hmm. really good. Uh, and having that true black on black is, yeah. uh, is a key for these residential guys. There's still residential homeowners that um, they don't want you to see the modules on the rooftop, right? So uh, they, they, they want it on yeah. the backside. Well, then, homeowners associations more, more so. Right, yeah. exactly. So you might have that. But then there's, the, uh, I think the trend over the last 10 years is almost now it's, it's you know, it's a more of a positive thing and it's a, a badge of honor to see that. And if you have these nice, beautiful black modules um, that blends in with the rooftop, that's a key factor right now. So aesthetics play a big factor, obviously, um, you know, more power for that footprint um, and making the, you know, whether, whether you can get more power uh, uh, for that size or you want to put a smaller system on and it's going to take up less space, right? So there's a lot of factors with shading and, and some rooftops can only take so much power. I should say it's taken almost so much space, right? So you want to fit it as much as you can. So with yeah. an N-type 210 millimeter, that's what you're able to do. You're able to fit the max power on the smallest footprint. You mentioned availability. Most folks are buying through distribution because they're not filling warehouses with modules. They're trying to be as lean as possible, just in time inventory. I always say distributors serve two key functions in the marketplace availability or logistics and terms or, or um, bridging the gap between what I can afford and when I need to pay it. That is a really important piece of the supply chain. As we know, most folks are buying from multiple distributors. Is Trina product available at multiple distributors? And do you find that like that this is a product that's going to be hard to find in the marketplace to start? I guess that's one of the things if I'm an installer, I'm asking myself. Yeah, we pick and choose our our distributors, you know, and the partnerships we have uh, with key players like CED, Wesco, Baywa, the Sonopar Group, and their multiple opcos. So they're great partners with us. We, we value um, their partnerships and they will be readily available, these modules through all those, all those distributors. And there's some others we work with, with as well, but that that is uh, again readily available. We have roughly 300 megawatts plus coming in just for the second half of the year, and more uh, ability to expand more with that and that um, availability. So, yeah, they're 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 available. They're uh, ready to go right now. You know, one of the biggest uh, questions that I think we're probably going to ask elephant in the room is: it's all well and good, higher efficiencies, um, you know, more power, smaller footprint, but. The market's very price sensitive and uh, folks are moving from P-type to N-type because it's the, the shiny new object. But is the price going to stay relatively the same as P-type? What can you tell me about where uh, where installers' expectations ought to be? Well, the, the N-type is going to be a little more uh, expensive than the P-type. And that's just uh, one of the main reasons it's just cost more to, to make an N-type module. But the benefits they're getting, of course, is much higher wattages on a smaller footprint. When we get over that 400 mm-hmm. watt, as we move into our current module, which is 410, 415, 420, and you're still seeing it on a smaller footprint, kind of you know where a P-type might be under 400 or um, just at 400, 
that's where the, the, the cost and the, the benefits come in. We're able to continue to go up as, as the year goes on. We're going to see, you know, 430, 435 at the end of the year for that same footprint as um, we increase that technology on the end type, which is what the end type does. We're able to get a higher power class out of that cell. So um, that's going to warrant a little, a little higher price. And, and that's what the market is bearing right now. To bring in uh, an additional an additional point for you in terms of selection criteria, I mentioned earlier the PV module scorecard. I wanted to ask Tristan Arian Larico of PVL if he could describe what his viewpoint is on the rise of N-Type TopCon, and then we'll be right back to Paul to wrap this conversation. Well, in one word, efficiency. TopCon modules are higher efficiency than PERC, and that's always been important for residential projects, given the space constraints on residential rooftops. To add to that, though, TopCon modules have a slight price premium over PERC, and that price premium is dropping. And residential projects are also less sensitive to module price than, say, utility scale or other project types. So a higher efficiency module for almost the same price on a space-constrained roof Topcon's really a no-brainer at that point. We at PVL publish the PV module reliability scorecard on an annual basis to help educate the industry on modules that did well in our testing. It provides background information into our testing methodology and procedures, but most popular, it also provides a search tool of all top performing model types, where you can see which models are listed, what tests they achieve top performer status in, and metadata such as the module wattage range, module construction type, cell technology, and others. This year we had almost 250 model types listed as top performers, a number of which are TopCon, including some from Trina. So suffice it to say, it's a great and free resource for anyone procuring modules, be it for residential projects, commercial and industrial projects, or utility scale. So please check it out. Okay, we're back with Paul Heidish. And Paul, I wanted to wrap with a couple of points around the features and benefits beyond just the nameplate power and efficiency, the intangibles, so to speak, as well as you know, what does this all mean for the homeowner? So let's start first with the features and benefits. Is there sort of a checklist for installers that can cover sourcing panels? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things they're doing is looking at the warranty, right? We have a 25, 25-year warranty, which um, is is pretty standard of the residential side um, on the business. Um, so that is, is key for these homeowners. Anybody who's putting a solar panel on a roof, um, anything go wrong. Um, and mm-hmm. that's where bankability comes into play, right? Um, I, I can equate yeah. it to any homeowner who's <clears throat> done an installation uh, and how many residential installers have gone out of business, you know, who's going to service that warranty. And I, mm-hmm. you know, Nico, you and I have been in the business for a while. How many people have come to us and said, Hey, what do you guys suggest? Help me with my home installation. Right. Uh, we're the experts among oh, our, yeah. our friends. Right. <clears throat> and the thing I tell them always is like, make sure you get a reputable residential installer because something will go wrong on that roof and you need someone to, uh, to do the install to, to, you know, honor the, uh, the the labor part of it, but also go with a reputable bankable 
panel manufacturer that is going to honor that warranty and provide those modules for you. And Trina's been around for 25 years. I don't think there's any question around our bankability. So um, that's that's the the biggest thing I think they need they need to look at is is uh, what type of warranty and what is the bankability of that manufacturer. To that point as well, Paul, I, I just had Andy McCarthy on from uh, one of the top five installers out down in <clears throat> Australia. And he pointed to, and I often say Australia is a postcard from the future, that there's over a million homeowners in Australia with failed systems whose installer has gone out of business. And at some point, it starts to become apparent that, you know, our job is to help ensure that the homeowner has something that they, someone they can turn to, even if their supply chain, um, you know, the, the, the labor force and the sales force that helped bring this technology to bear, this essentially appliance for their home, that they can rely on the manufacturer at the end of the day that is putting it on the roof. You mentioned 2525. I want to highlight for folks that are unfamiliar with that, what that means. A warranty is often stated <clears throat> in terms of the degradation period, or i.e. the power output that's warranted. And um, we mentioned in the outset how TopCon has a high, has no LID. So there actually is a lower degradation expected. Um, so you're going to have more output over more time. Um, and that's a part of the warranty. But the other 25 is the workmanship. Isn't that right, Paul? That's correct. So we provide a 25-year warranty on that workmanship as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I when I was selling panels 12 years ago, the workmanship was typically between five and on the high side, 15 years. Uh, typical to see it between 12 and 15. Now, uh, Trina is one of the few who has put a stake in the ground and said, yo, we've been around 25 years. Why don't we just go ahead and say that the workmanship is worth at least the life of our company uh, so far. And I think that's something that's really important. I hope that we'll see other, uh, other providers in the marketplace, um, you know, making that strong of a claim with their product. Uh, you know, I find that uh, beyond the wonderful support logistics wise and installer wise that homeowners get uh, and installers get through distribution uh, it's important to have a local team. How important do you find uh, you, you know, you and I've worked a number of different companies, Paul, what can you say around sort of local team support and its relevance for, uh, that installer checklist? I think it's important for the installer to know that they have uh, an internal support team with whoever, uh, they're purchasing modules from. And so, um, I think it's important for them to dive into the company, uh, look under the hood, as you say, and, um, you know, see what kind of backend support they can provide for me as I am servicing my, uh, my clients and, uh, how's it going to make my company look good? Because there's going to be need that support. So I would definitely, um, ask those questions when, when buying modules and, and, and see what kind of support team they have. We've talked a lot in this conversation, uh, at least referenced to this concept of bankability. A lot of folks are familiar with you know, Bloomberg's tier one, we've brought in Tristan to talk about the scorecard, which I often say is, uh, is indeed in many ways, a better sort of bankability reference. I think some installers might think to themselves, well, why does bankability really matter? You've worked at two different companies that are kind of emblematic of the nature of the industry still being serviced by uh, what I'll call untested manufacturers. Um, any last word on the importance of what we refer to generally in the industry as bankability? Yes, I think, you know, it's it's one of the biggest factors uh, when looking at, you know, who you're going to go with, because it helps ensure that 
that company is there to to backstop the warranty. Uh, that's the biggest factor. So um, you don't want them to go away. You want to know their history. You want to know their warranty history. But um, there's a lot of choices in the market, and some of these companies are not around anymore. So bankability, whether you're looking at reports or you're just looking at the history company, is uh, incredibly key uh, because you, you want to know these companies are going to be around for a while. Uh, we've been celebrating, we're celebrating 25 years. So we've already gone through a whole warranty cycle. Um, I'm not sure there's many come other companies that, that can say that there are some, but, um, uh, that is a big factor. 25 years in the solar industry is a long time. Solar manufacturing industry really for that matter is, is a very long time. So, um, you, you mm-hmm. want to make sure that these companies are, are not going to go out of business. Um, we, we've seen it happen before. So that's why bankability is so important. Yeah, and I'm going to reiterate some of those things that you covered in the last few minutes here because this is how it's relevant for the homeowner and many of you as installers. Uh, maybe this is helpful for you to include in your own talking points. For homeowners, most of them want to set it and forget it. They're going to view solar as an appliance the same way they view the inverter and the storage system, their washing machine, their refrigerator, their dryer. It's an appliance at the end of the day. They want it to be there doing for them what they need of it. And they don't want to call the Maytag repairman if they don't have to, but they want to know that he's there tapping his fingers on the desk. That peace of mind for homeowners is for in our industry represented in the warranty, in the bankability, in the availability of the product, and in working with vendors and distributors who you can rely on and who are going to be there, even if, sad to say, some of you might no longer be there in 10 or 15 years. You've moved on. You've sold your business. It didn't pass to your children as you hoped it would. And then, you know, homeowners increasingly in HOAs, uh, gosh, that environment, like the, the smaller footprint we can make the modules and, uh, you know, those sexy black on black modules everyone wants. They want to not only set it and forget it, they want to forget that it's there in many cases. As sexy as Paul and I think solar is, and as much as we think that it should be displayed out on the front lawn because it is a, it is a demonstration of the very culture of America, of our freedom to choose our own power source and our freedom to create our own resilience. A lot of folks just want it to be there operating in the background quietly. And that's, you know, much more, it's much quieter than a a generator or something else like that. Um, We touched on one other point, Paul, before I let you go that I do want to highlight. um, And that is, uh, and we've said it before, you guys sell through Baywa, CED, Westco, Sonapar, uh, why does Trina only sell through distribution? How does that actually benefit the installer? Yeah, I think you know distribution has its place, and uh, they provide a, a, a great value. Uh, they provide you know credit to the customer. Um, they provide um, warehousing. Uh, they can drop ship modules uh, correctly, forecast, um, and they provide personalized service. Um, I think you know that is their job, and they're good at it. We're a manufacturer, and we're good at that. So. What distribution provides is the flexibility for those installers to uh, purchase modules when they need it, just in time, um, or to um, you know partner partner with those distributors on a certain volume and a certain manufacturer that they like. So there's just a lot of flexibility there. You know, we we um, in general do not sell direct because of all those factors. Uh, we, we we are a manufacturer. We're good at that. And so we um, value our distribution partners to provide that service to the installers. And that's really been our business model and it's, and it's served us well. Fantastic. Well, so many years ago when I chose to go to Trina over um, one, of, one of the competitors, it was um, because Trina is, it felt like a local company. It felt like a U.S. company. Um, 
it has always felt like a more um, sort of closely, not sort of family company that truthfully has a great team. And now there are great teams at many of uh, our peer companies in the industry, the companies that you likely are buying from. Uh, but I definitely want to just thank uh, the Trina team for taking the time to help. You know, when I when I see uh, something that pops up where Trina is leading, I always kind of try to highlight it because I do love the way that the research and development at these leading organizations keeps driving our industry forward. Um, Paul, you guys had, uh, I feel like I saw an ebook somewhere that points out sort of the, the U.S.-based team, uh, I don't know if you called it Advantages or something like that. What's the name of that document? A U.S. Advantage. Beyond the fact that it highlights my buddy, John Della Piazza, who <laughs> started Trina a day before me, beyond the fact that his, his handsome face is on there, I, it would be cool if we could link to it. Could you guys share that with us and we could drop it in the show notes? Yes, we can definitely share that with you, Nico. We can share that with you. And so uh, we'll get that over to you. And, you know, Trina has over 80 U.S.-based employees as well here in this nationwide. So uh, we have a major U.S. presence to service our, our clients. I wanted to say thank you once again to Mr. Paul Heidish, the Director of Sales and Head of Distribution for Trina Solar here in North America. Paul, always fun to talk with you, my friend. Thanks for illuminating us on this next-gen technology. Thanks, Nico. Really enjoyed it. All right. Well, that's a wrap on today's deep dive. Practical insights for you, Solar Warrior, on how to level up your residential solar business by taking advantage of the newest technology on the block, N-Type Topcon. Is it clear why this technology is becoming the new standard and why, if you're still using Perk, you might want to take a consideration to N-Type Topcon? And, you know, hopefully you will heed the other warnings here in the episode, and that is to look for a qualified vendor. Well, one way to do that is PVL's PV module scorecard. I am not paid to say that, by the way. I just want you to know we love what PVL is doing, and we think that it is an important differentiator for those top performers in the PQP process because it is a third-party standard and because it does help you make better decisions, not just about bankability, but performance. It really is important. If you want more episodes like this, well, we've got more than 600 resources, highlights, and uh, other ways to dig into this industry over at mysuncast.com. In every episode show notes page, we link to the social media links for our guests, the book recommendations they make, and so much more. There's a plethora of detail that you can drill down on from today's interview, not the least of which meet the guests, but also the resources that we mentioned. So I encourage you to go to mysuncast.com and check it out. And if you've been wondering how you could partner with Suncast, as others have, to get your message out into the world, or maybe you just need help in coaching your way to a bigger or more impactful career in business, that as well as our community of like-minded souls can also be found at mysuncast.com. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.